Hello and welcome to Woman Self-Made Podcast with me, Marina Bennett. Today, my guest is Venetia Archer, a founder and CEO of Ruby, an on-demand beauty services marketplace with an ambition of becoming a household name and the go-to place for beauty services. Venetia is an Australian-born Londoner. She is smart, beautiful and all-around brilliant. As an entrepreneur, she's recognized worldwide and has been named as Forbes 30 Under 30. Please welcome Venetia Archer. Venetia, hello. So lovely to see you and have on the podcast. How are you today? I'm really well, thank you. Thanks for having me. A beautiful day, beautiful home. Uh, let's get started. Absolutely. So my first question is, uh, do you think entrepreneurs are born entrepreneurs or is it something that you can grow yourself into and develop? I think that, I don't necessarily think people are born entrepreneurs. I think there are a lot of examples where people have identified a opportunity that they feel super well positioned to um to, well, to solve a problem for or to um, be involved in. Um, and so not necessarily. I think a lot of the time it's opportunistic. Um, but at the same time, I think there's a personality trait that sort of sees that opportunity and feels like they're the, they're the ones who want to solve it. Um, and I know from my perspective, that's definitely something that has always been, you know, a part of me and my personality when I was young, I would always, you know, have new business ideas and set up little businesses. And even when I had my professional career, I had lots of ideas and was always thinking about what I could do. And it was always in the back of my mind. Um, so yeah, I think it, I think it depends. I think if you grow up with entrepreneurs in the family, then, you know, you're much more inclined to be one yourself. So are you from an entrepreneur family? Were your parents entrepreneurs? Yes, yeah. yes. Both of both of my parents um, are entrepreneurs. Uh, my father started a number of different businesses in many different spaces and my mother uh, as well. So she set up her own business later in life. In fact, um, she, she, she became a writer and um, was one of the first bloggers. Uh, so, so both very different, but uh, real inspiration to me. Well, that explains that explains a lot. Um, and uh, touching up on your early years and your childhood, uh, what else do you think helped you become who you are? Some formative experiences and influences. I think that for me, I I grew up in Australia and you know had a had a you know really amazing upbringing living outdoors, going to the beach every day. Um, you know, it was, it, it was, um, you know, it was a great time. And then I moved to London when I was 12. And I think that, you know, having that sort of shift and, and, and having grown up in different places, you know, makes, you know, you always feel, I always felt a little bit different, didn't quite fit the mold, uh, and always sort of thought a little bit differently. So I think that that change definitely set me on my own path and meant that I wasn't as scared or nervous about doing something slightly different. Um, and, you know, had this sort of the, the, the courage to, you know, jump, jump and, and, and start my own business eventually. Uh, did you have an idea of what that business you wanted to do or you just tried, 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 um, until now, how many businesses did you try and do? Well, 
Ruby was the Ruby is the first business that I really did, apart from you know a few little stalls and stores in my childhood, and I used to do jewelry and all of those sorts of things. And at school, would make clothes and jewels and sell them. And but 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 Ruby is my first serious business, and I had a period where I was working my previous role, and I knew that it wasn't for me. I knew that that nine to five reporting to someone, being at a certain place at a certain time, you know, kind of conforming. I just, it it wasn't something that was making me happy. And I thought to myself, the only way out of this is to do something on my own. I couldn't imagine joining someone else's existing structure and fitting in. So I, so I thought, okay, well, the solution will be to set something up of my own. And I had a whole host of different ideas. You know, beauty wasn't necessarily a passion. It was an interest just as so many things are. But, you know, I thought, what, what are the, what are the products or services that, that I'd love? And, you know, it went from, you know, one was a geopolitical mapping service because that linked to my previous career. The other one was a, was a drink. I thought that there should be a carbonated coffee. So like a fizzy coffee, like a soft drink. And then there was a, I wanted to do something else with a friend of mine who's in interiors. And then, but then I, but then I landed on Ruby at home beauty services. London was, you know, back in 2015 when I had the idea, you know, we sort of saw the emergence of on demand, whether it be on demand, you know, cars or laundry or food. And there was really nothing like it for beauty. And I, ruminated on the idea for a while. And then one day it was just, you know, just like any other day, I thought, you know what, that's it. Like that's, that's the business that I want to start. And that, and and as part of that, it was like, that's the life that I want to lead because it was all about the life that I wanted to lead with it. What about the name? Where did that come from? So the name was, it was like, I was thinking about what feeling I wanted to evoke through using a platform like Ruby. And I was thinking it it felt like that red, you know, the red lipstick, the red sole of your shoe, that little touch of something that brings you joy. And, you know, from there I came up with Ruby. And how is it uh, seven, eight years in? Yes. As in, how is it going? Yep. It's great. I mean, I said the other day, I felt like today was the a new chapter. It, it goes through so many evolutions and the business as it is today is completely different to what it was when I started. And I learn so much every year and the nature of my work evolves and my requ- the requirements of me jump. You know, each year I have to do more and more. I have to be better and better. So I'm constantly learning. And that was one thing that I said originally, you know, what do I want in life from my work? I want to be learning and, you know, and I get that all of the time at Ruby. So right now I would say that I'm happiest at my time at Ruby because, you know, we've achieved product market fit. We know what we're doing. We've started to change people's lives in the way that they consume beauty services and also in the way that professionals are able to deliver them. So um, that's really exciting. And, you know, first and foremost, I have a brilliant team, a very passionate, driven, smart team around me. And I love, you know, I love 
the people that I work with, and that makes it fun. Um, was it difficult to build a good team? Yes, 100%. And I think that it took me a long time to learn of the real value of someone excellent. And, you know, I mean, we've had, we've had amazing people throughout our time, but finding the right people for the right role, the people who are better than you, more experienced than you, have a different mind to you. I mean, it can totally change the course of the business. And that's been an amazing learning. And now when we're hiring, I'm super, super careful about who we bring on because when, you know, at the same time, when you do bring someone on board, if they're not right, you know, you can lose six months of onboarding, training, et cetera. And then, you know, you're back to square one. Was it a smooth sailing or did you have some bumps and difficulties, failures perhaps along the way? Um, there have been more bumps than I care to remember. <laughs> there are always bumps. It's like, even today, yesterday, I mean, there's always, you know, I think that's what comes with, that's what comes with running a business. You know, it's never, it's never straightforward. You're always resolving problems. Um, one of the things that my dad told me once was business, you know, business is just solving problems. And I think once you understand in your mind, particularly as founder and CEO, my role is to solve problems, it makes it much easier. Instead of thinking we shouldn't be having problems, it's understanding, yes, there are problems and it's my role to solve them. So, um, oh yeah, we've had some, you know, we've had some hairy moments, you know, we've had some, you know, you know, lots of things happen, you know, and I think particularly when you're really, really moving really fast and sometimes faster than the business can almost keep up, you know, that results in problems, whether it be technical, you know, you move too fast on building out new features so that the platform isn't as stable as it should, or, you know, you've overcommitted on marketing and, you know, perhaps spent more than you should. And then you didn't have the product or the service, the, the supply to resolve it. I mean, there's all of these things that happen, you know, all the time, but I think given uh, what I always say as well, that I think would make any new or, or first time entrepreneur or someone looking to start in the space feel better is that some of the problems and some of the mistakes I've made have literally been the worst. I mean, I couldn't, I you know, can't even imagine like really, really stupid. Could you give some examples? Oh, I mean, the yeah. So the way that we originally, oh my gosh, the way that we originally set up our accounting was, I mean, I, I do not have a background, a background in accounting. I have never even looked at a PL. I'd never even looked at a financial model. So for me making those decisions, I mean, we hired some freelancer from an online, you know, online website and you put it all together and it was just all wrong. I mean, we had to get it fixed up by a proper accountant eventually, but you know, just stuff like that. I mean, the basic foundations, mm. you know, even the basic foundation was, was wrong, but you know, you, 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 you know, you fix, you learn, you resolve, and that's all part of it. Could you describe a typical day? Is there such thing as a typical day in a life of an entrepreneur? Oh, that's a great question. And I would, and I'm, my days are incredibly varied. Um, and about half of the week I'll spend as much time in the office as possible. So internal meetings, you know, I have meetings with my team heads, so marketing tech, um, operations, uh, customer service, et cetera. So, you know, ensuring, and usually like to wait that towards the beginning of the week. So I really start knowing what's going on and, you know, can sort of discuss any decisions that need to be made. 
I really enjoy my time in the office. Um, it's when I get to think and get work done and, 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 and spend time with, with my team. But naturally a lot of what I am doing is also meeting people. So, you know, key part of my role is, is, um, you know, whether it be meeting brands or other founders or potential partners for us or, um, interviewing people for hiring or going to brand events with sort of friend, you know, friends, um, you know, friends of Ruby. Uh, it's, it's in, it's incredibly varied. Um, and sometimes, sometimes it can be too much. Um, you know, I'm very, you know, I can, you know, my mind goes a mile a minute and sometimes the stimulation can be overwhelming because, you know, I'm on the phone, I've got Slack, I've got Instagram DMs coming. I mean, it's just crazy. So if I ever get to that stage and I do, I look at the week ahead and I pare down my diary and make sure that I've got some time to like, you know, really sit and think. Um, because I think as an entrepreneur, you can be sort of, you know, pulled a million miles and, you know, that's not helpful sometimes. Thank you. What's your um, ambition for Ruby as a business? So you are an award-bidding business already. Uh, you are growing. You've had success. What's your goal? My goal, ha my goal is that I want to make Ruby a household name. And I want to transform the way that people consume beauty services. In our lives these days, we're so busy our time is valuable. We need our, you know, you know, if you're so inclined and beauty is a part of your life, it's something that, you know, you do need to fit in. And I think that by offering a solution for people to bring that as in as part of their day, rather than take time out of their day to do that, I think that would be success for me. And then on the other side, so, you know, I think what has been amazing since I launched the business is understanding how Ruby has transformed the lives of freelancers or beauty professionals. So we work with about 1,500 individuals, like the best in the business, your best nail technicians, celebrity makeup artists, like lymphatic massage gurus. We just work with the most incredible, incredible people who inspire me every day. And what I love is that we can offer them like a basically a, a platform, a technology, like a marketplace, plus customers, plus, you know, everything um, that allows them to build their own entrepreneurial businesses. You know, they have their own client base. They can work to their own hours. It's, you know, an amazing solution for a working mom, for example, who might not be able to do your nine to five in a salon. And I and, and for me, that is success. And that's probably the thing that brings me the most joy about what we're doing. And I love when I meet, you know, people who've joined Ruby and they're like, oh my gosh, like I love the way I get to work now. Um, and, you know, I didn't even think about, you know, and when I thought about it, I was like very like tunnel vision. I was like, how amazing to have an app where you can book a treatment to your house. And actually it's become so much bigger than that. And I've really learned along the way as well. Good luck. I'm, 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 <laughs> sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure you'll get there, but um, absolutely best, uh, best of luck with this. 
And what are the downsides? Um, is there a certain, uh, so far, you've been so um, uh, in, inspirational and uh, enthusiastic about everything that you do. There must be some things which you are less enthusiastic and happy about. There are some downsides to the job. Oh, for sure. I think that, you know, I love, what I love is I love creative thinking. I love brand building. I love coming up with amazing concepts for the product, whether it be new launches or new features or new partnerships or, you know, thinking about the future, what I, where I want to launch and, 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 and those sorts of things. Um, and I guess one of the downsides is that as the business grows, you've got less time to do those sorts of things. You know, there's a lot of management, there's, you know, whether it be of team or key stakeholders, shareholders, you know, and, 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 and that takes time away from it. But again, you know, that's, you know, an understandable part of, of where we are. And what I always do is if I feel like I'm spending too much time on stuff, that's like not bringing me joy, I'll say on a Friday, you know what, Friday's a creative day. Like, I'll either go into the office and like set up meetings and have creative sessions with the team, or I'll just do something different and just let myself go there and think like, what, what would I love to do? And it's very invigorating. So, you know, definitely there's stuff that I don't like. And then the stress is another thing. I mean, you, 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 you wouldn't find an entrepreneur that, well, I mean, if you do tell me, um, you know, that, that, that's not like, doesn't run with like relatively elevated stress levels. Um, so, you know, it's probably not the know not the healthiest thing to be you know to, to 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 run at that level of stress but but I know that that's what I like that's what fires me up so um yeah is there such thing as a work-life balance oh this is life isn't it I think this is Definitely life. I had a, my beautiful baby Penelope, um, who's two years old now. Um, and that was like a marker in the sand and she changed my life because before when I was fully consumed with, with what I did, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't be a hundred percent on Ruby all the time because I've got this amazing child who I adore and want to spend all my time with. Um, and so she's taught me about work-life balance. Um, and she taught me about delegation. You know, I always had a bit of a problem with delegation. Um, and now I think, you know, if that means that I can't, if me sitting down doing this means I can't spend time with my child, then that's a problem. And so that's really helped. Um, but there's always a balance, you know. Do you take any time off? I do a hundred percent. And I think there's nothing more important than a holiday. What I would say, so, so yeah, so I will make sure that I have holidays booked at key moments throughout the year. Um, and nothing is better than coming back rested from a holiday. You've had time to think, um, you know, and it makes you so much better. I do, you know, it's not like I'm not on my phone. I'm, I'm always, you know, there's always little bits and bobs that need to be done. But if I am taking time off, I try to, you know, fit that into like a two hour window or something. But I, what's on my list and I really want to do it this year is I want to go away for you know, even like three days, but not bring my phone. Like, because other, you know, I, I'm addicted. I'm always on, I always want to find out what's going on. I'm always checking the numbers, but really switch off. I think I'd be quite scared to do it, but I think I should. <laughs> well, will you take your daughter with you? 
Absolutely, yes. <laughs> Good luck. I'll check in later in the year. How did that? Uh, how did yes. that? How did that work? A lot of our listeners are, um, uh, they want to be entrepreneurs, and they might be in the, in the jobs and corporate jobs, and they would like to to do uh, to do the same as you, as, mm-hmm. as you have done. Um, what advice would you give? Um, perhaps three tips that you give somebody who uh, is afraid to make that first step but would like to. So I think one on a practical level, I think it's always good to. Um, do things at the same time. So what I would suggest for someone who is in employment um, would be to see if you can perhaps reduce your days or do your startup as a bit of a, a side hustle. So you maintain security, but you're still exploring and and, and pursuing um, the entrepreneurial path. That's what I did. And I remember I spoke to my father and he's like, you do not leave your job until you know that this is viable. And I really wanted, I was like, I just want to leave and just do this. And he was like, absolutely not. And so I did. And it was almost because I wanted to work on it so much. I needed to make it successful so I could work on it full time. So, but I think it's very sensible advice, like, you know, maintain economic security, you know, particularly as women, like that's something that's really close to my heart. Ensure your financial foundations are okay first and however that might look. The second piece of advice would be to, to, talk about it with anyone and everyone. Um, you know, talk about the idea, bounce it around, sense check different things. And as part of that, and perhaps the third piece of advice would be, you know, write a, write down a list of people that you know, who you could talk about it with or get advice from. And it doesn't necessarily have to be specific to your idea, but I think if you're a first time founder or, you know, early entrepreneur, there's so much you can learn from others in the business space or, you know, startup space or whatever it might be. So really call on your contacts to add a more rounded picture and, and teach you as much as they can about what you're about to do. So, and then also, and also write your target list. Like who would you like to talk to? Who's doing something similar? Who do, who inspires you? You know, what do you want to learn and who could teach you that? And then write down that list and start talking to them. Start reaching out. People are so much more open than you think they're going to be. That's a great. That's a great advice. I think, um, particularly jumping in uh, without security. That's a mistake lots of people make. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, very, very, uh, very sensible. Uh, would you do you see any uh, particular opportunities or otherwise maybe certain spaces are oversaturated and you would uh, maybe caution of going uh, into or everything is st- still developing and uh, and and booming and it, you, you just need to do your research um i i don't think there's any well i'm not sure I, I don't think anything's oversaturated if you do it in a different way. And as we see, there is, um, you know, transformation on so many traditional sectors that you wouldn't even think could be transformed and, you know, or, or, you know, so much innovation as well. So I wouldn't let anything like that, you know, take you off your, your goal. But it's about thinking like, is there actually like a, is there a problem here that I'm solving? Am I doing something new? And if I'm not doing something new, am I doing it better? Than what's already out there. Are you sometimes tempted to look um, at something else to, oh, 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 this looks good, or are you fully focused and committed with, with one business? Oh my gosh, no, I'm fully focused and committed on one business, but I have ideas like 
jumping around my head like frogs. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you do with those frogs? Um, well, I don't really have enough time to think about them. So I kind of like leave them, but sometimes I, if I'm on holiday, I'll like let my, I'll let myself like ruminate and think about what that might be. And I'm, I'm sure this is all just, you know, subconscious stuff. And then once I, you know, once Ruby is, you know, in a place and I'm, I'm no longer part of it or whatever it might be, then we'll be thinking about what comes next. Um, if you were to, I, come up with an opportunity and you, which you haven't thought uh how would you do it do you brainstorm you 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 talk to people you walk walk in the street um where, where do you get inspiration from i think I, that that could be useful for everywhere for any conversation any conversation that you might have like I, actually this is you know so the other day so what my so the other day i was what what, what was happening so penelope my daughter she's getting to a point where she's not really eating her food like you know and you think how do you put peas and blah 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 and 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 i and i had this idea about dumplings because every child likes dumplings so imagine having frozen dumplings with like with really cute branding like fun so the kids love them with like all your different vegetables inside and they're always delicious you know little parcels super easy for the mom Anyway, so what did I do with that? I thought, God, that would be really fun to do. Mm -hmm. I think like, you know, my, my baby and children would love it and parents would love it. And I was talking about it with my nanny and like thinking about it. This is all just from what I do for fun. I'm not going to launch the dumplings thing. But anyway, then I was going shopping in the convenience store the other day and I saw in the fridge these amazing frozen dumplings in the branding that I've imagined. And I was like, oh, Someone's already had that idea. So, 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 you know, I think, it, it, I guess the, the, the point of that story is that ideas come from anywhere. You talk about them, you sense check them, you play with them around with your mind, and then you go and see if someone else has done it. So someone did my dumplings. So I have to think of something else. <laughs> did you buy them for your daughter? I bought them. Yes. They are sitting in our freezer over there. <laughs> <laughs> what makes you feel out of your comfort zone? Is there anything? Absolutely. Things do. So as I mentioned earlier, there is a huge amount of learning, like as the business, you know, this, like the business that I have today is very different to the one that I was running three years ago. It's more established. It's bigger. We've got a bigger team. And I feel out of my comfort zone when, when we've done another leap, like when we've hired a few more people or when we're doing bigger campaigns or we're just dealing with something a bit bigger or you know, and I think, and that's all part of my personal growth, you know, I, and, and, and I, and I feel out of my comfort zone. So I realize like, this is my, this is my time to learn. Um, so I really focus on learning whatever it might be, um, you know, that's the like test or the, or the teaching of that time, whether it be management or shareholder, like relations or, um, you know, uh, so many different things. Um, yeah, so I do. Do you have mentors and coaches who help you, uh, guide you and direct you in the journey or you find your own growth? No, I definitely have mentors and I speak with, you know, people who've been with the business right from the beginning to others that I've met more recently who feel very aligned. Um, I, I don't have a specific mentor and I go to different people for different things. Uh, and that might look like someone who's super experienced and who has, you know, 30 plus more years, you know, track record, um, than, than I do and, um, can navigate certain situations, or it might look like someone who, 
is a peer, you know, who, who, who has a similar size business to mine or, you know, is in a similar place to me and I'll bounce ideas off there because I think you can learn a lot from others that are doing what you're doing. Those that are further ahead and those that, 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 that are further behind. Uh, do you have entrepreneurship figure, which is a massive inspiration for you, either male or female? I'm really, I think Marcia Kilgore is so cool. So she founded Bliss Spa and Beauty Pie and Flip Flop, Fit Flop. And I love her because she's, she's like, you know, I feel like, I feel like I understand where she's coming from. She's like a bit of a Willy Wonka, you know, she's got this like magical idea and then just like mm. executes it and makes it super successful. Then she's like on to the next one. And like, she's like a magician of entrepreneurship and clearly has made some incredible decisions along the line. And, you know, she's, she's, again, she's changed the way so many of us have lived because we've been introduced to, to her products. Have you met her? Uh, yes, I did a, a, an Instagram live with her the other day and she gave me lots and lots of tips on her favorite beauty pie products, which was <laughs> great. Do you think it's difficult to be an entrepreneur as a woman? I think that there are many structural th challenges um, that are harder for women to overcome than men in the entrepreneurial space. One of them fundamentally is funding. So less than 2% or 2% of VC funding uh, recently has gone to female founded teams. Uh, and so access to finance is, 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 is much more challenging for women. And we know that oftentimes, you know, success is calibrated on funding. Um, you know, how are you going to, to change the world with a product that requires, you know, some, some capital to get it going. And I think that that's one of the biggest biggest challenges for women, particularly in the UK. And that's just, and that's just women. That's not even underrepresented founders where that percentage is even lower. I know that there are a lot of initiatives to broaden out, um, the, the sort of funding opportunities. However, you know, it's very, it's very early days. Um, and I guess uh, what I think what is amazing to do and what you're doing is, you know, championing and really ensuring it's like part of the culture and that people understand the successes that female entrepreneurs and founders have. Um, female founded businesses are much more profitable than male founded businesses. Um, they tend to, um, you know, have a longer life, life cycle than male founded businesses. So there's a lot, you know, there's, there's a lot of, um, you know, data that, that proves how, how amazing female entrepreneurs are. Um, but because, you know, particularly in the V scene, it's very, you know, it's very male dominated, you know, people, people like what's like them. Um, and it's basically that, you know, it's, it's, you know, if you've got men sitting around a table making a decision, they're very likely to make a decision about someone who's similar to them. So, you know, putting more people at the table, more women at the table, I think is crucial. Um, and we can do that by, by, you know, running a business, building a business, building a success story. Uh, do you coach or mentor uh, younger entrepreneurs or want to be young girl, uh, girls or young women? I do, yeah. I mean, I love that. I always find it so exciting. Penelope, of course. Penelope, yeah. yeah I've already got, I've already, <laughs> right, already got her in school for it. Um, no, I do. I, um, I, I, I speak a lot with, with, with women who are setting up their own businesses and, um, you know, love to sort of guide and advise and help where I can. 
Um, it's always nice to have someone that you can talk to. Um, it can be quite a lonely road and I know that I've been there. Um, so I do as much as I, as much as I can. I love like shouting out, you know, other businesses on, on Ruby because we've got a platform. Um, so yeah, that's really important to me. Uh, do you think, uh, your or would you like your daughter to be an entrepreneur as well? I don't mind. I mean, she can do whatever she wants. Like every day I'm like, oh, she's going to be a doctor. Oh, she's going to be a gymnast. Oh, she's going to be this. So I think what's, I, I really don't want to put anything on her. She can do what she likes. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, uh, as we w- would be moving towards the end of the interview, I have um, a few quick questions, so a quick questions, quick answers um, as well. You have been named as Forbes 30 under 30. Was that a goal or an outcome? Um, how did it feel? Well, that was an outcome. It was a, it was a, it was a lovely surprise. Um, and it was very early on in my, you know, it was like just maybe a year or two years after I founded Ruby. So it felt like it was really exciting. I was, I was really proud. Uh, do you, uh, do you have uh, set goals next? Do you want to be, um, Forbes, Forbes list or, or anything or uh, different things drive you? I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I know I, I'm not like I do have goals. I do have goals and I do have business goals, but they're not lofty. You know, they're not lofty. They're not, you know, I want to be in 50 countries in three years. It's more, it's more, you know, they're more kind of short term or they're cultural or like they're mission based. Um, and, and then I do have some, so I, so I actually, so I do, you know, there are some like business driven goals. And then I always put on as well. I have like a list on my notion, like my personal business goals. So like the fun things, like I was telling you before, I want to make sure I carve out time for fun stuff. So there's some collaborations I really want to make happen. You know, there's some, just some fun things that I really want to make happen. So I go and revisit that. I'm like, hold on, Manisha, you're not spending enough time like making those fun things happen. Uh, So could you share some fun goals that you have, perhaps a country or a challenge uh, you you want to do? So one of the fun ones is I have this brand collaboration that I really want to make happen. And I want to do some super cool nail art designs with the brand and like feature it on the app. And I just think it would be so fabulous and everyone would love it. So I'm working on that. That still sounds like business related oh, yeah, this is all business related goals <laughs> oh, so the business related I mean, fun goals yeah this is this goes back to is there a work-life balance and clearly that answer suggested there was not <laughs> um, uh, okay i'll try to be more specific um is there a country you'd like to visit um, What's on your bucket list? Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm I'm desperate to go to South Korea. I want to go to Seoul. Um, that's been on my bucket list forever. So I would love to go there. I'd love to take Penelope with me. Um, yeah, and there's plenty more on that list too. And if you uh, if you were on the way to South Korea, ended up on a desert island, uh, who would you like there to be with you? And what would you like to have? three things you'd like to have? Who would I like with me? Um, well, if it were for like a few days, I'd love to be on my own. <laughs> um, um, but if not, I would love for my partner and baby to be with me. So the family and the top three things I would bring, I would bring one, my Kindle because I'm obsessed with reading and it's like my favorite thing in the world. 
to a jar of Vegemite because we always have our Vegemite on toast in the mornings and three would be a yoga mat. So, you know, keep a bit of wellness in there too. Amazing. Well, not you didn't mention a phone. I'm well impressed. I didn't. There we go. <laughs> steps. Step. We're taking baby steps. <laughs> uh, what's your relationship with money? Um, well, with the business, it is incredibly um, frugal. Thought. I mean, well, not frugal, but we're very, very, um, you know, considered with our spend. Um, and I think one of the great successes of Ruby is that you know we haven't, you know, we've we've not raised a crazy amount of money, but we've done, you know, incredibly good things with the money that we've raised, um, you know, which I think is, you know, really testament to, to the business itself. So, um, you know, very considered, uh, financially from a business perspective and like absolutely opposite on a personal level. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm like a bit, you know, what's the craziest thing you've ever bought? What's the craziest thing I've ever bought? Um, like most expensive. Yes, not counting the serious stuff like house. I will do things like I will put stuff in my Vestier collective, like wish list. And then sometimes I'll just like, oh my God, and I'll just like check out with three of the things. Like, you know, at, like at night at 8.30 when I haven't even decided to buy anything. Like, that's what I mean. Like, what I, I'm like just a bit, yeah. That, probably that, probably those like impulse purchases of things that aren't actually or shouldn't be that impulse. <laughs> I'm actually very, 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 very similar. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, impulse, middle of the night purchases. Yes, yes. I mean, even like, I even love to check out of Amazon and Amazon basket, like anything. Sometimes I don't even remember it. It arrives at the door. Did I buy that? Yeah, I <laughs> know. It's all too easy. It's that dopamine hit on the buzz on checkout. Yep. What is one thing you're most proud of? Um, that's easy. I'm so proud of my beautiful daughter, Penelope. And last question, can women have it all? Um, well, it depends on what you want. I think that what we do is we think that we want it all and we feel like we should have it all. But the question is, do you actually, what is it that you actually want? Is it the career, the baby, the travel, the everything? And, or is it just something more simple? You know, is it that you really want, you know, a quieter life, space, outdoors and, you know, nice meals on the table. I think, I think that we need to turn that question around and say, what is it that women, what, what is it that you want? And then go out and get it. And not what do other people tell me that I think I need. So the answer is yes. 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 The answer. <laughs> <laughs> on this note, we'll wrap up. Thank you so much. It, Thank it's, you. it's been tremendous. Oh, and no, so, so much fun and very inspiring. Best of luck with absolutely everything that you're doing. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. 